Have you ever felt like invisible walls are holding you back? Do you catch yourself thinking, I'm not good enough, I can't do this, or I don't deserve success? If that sounds like you, then today's episode is your key to breaking free. We're talking about limiting beliefs, those sneaky thoughts that crawl into your mind and paralyze your progress. This is episode 107 of the Created to Thrive podcast, and I'm your host, Lori Snyder, and today my husband, Fred, joins me back on the podcast for a powerful episode, and we're diving deep into those invisible forces that shape us, our childhood, culture, beliefs, and our faith. And why is that important? Because recognizing these shaping factors is the first step to reclaiming control over our spiritual and emotional destiny. The first step is becoming self-aware, but then we're going to share some practical faith-based tips and exercises to help you navigate these complex influences to become the person that God created you to be, because you were created to thrive. So go grab your notebook, your Bible, maybe a cup of coffee like my husband has, or a glass of water like me, and settle in because we don't want you to miss a second of what we've got in store for you today. But real quick, if you're loving this podcast, and if it's been a blessing to you, would you please share this with your friends and family members? And then also leave a review and rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. We want to encourage and empower people to go to a higher level of living, and that would tremendously bless us. So, all right, are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's Word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who He created you to be, because you were created to thrive. All right, Fred, welcome back. It's been a minute since you've been on the podcast. Yeah, it's been too long. I, I, I really don't remember the last time I was on it. I have to go back and look at the calendar. Yeah, you've been you've been working hard, traveling, and I've had a lot of great people on the podcast too. So that's, well, that's always, con- always good to know I've taken the back seat. So. <laughs> say you're competing for some space. well you know i asked you what i don't remember what podcast was i was last night i think it was in the 70s actually now you said you're what 107 right this is 107 <laughs> and i asked her to the audience i asked her hey what's seven represent knowing full well what the answer is and seven is the number of perfection, perfection yeah. so i said i'll take 107 <laughs> That's right. anyways it's good to be here and um, I, I really enjoyed the um i enjoyed the conversation going back and forth and it's very transformative, actually, of what we're talking about, because, you know, our heart is for people to actually move. You know, you'd like to, like to make the comment that would like to move beyond yourselves, but I'd actually I'd make the argument that we're trying to get people to, to move to what's within themselves mm-hmm. and, and, um, and stretch themselves and actually step into the things that they were really created for. And you use the word created to thrive. And, you know, so many of us operate from a, a low bar of expectancy and a low bar of... of um, of, of of what we're trying what we're of what we're called to be and, and who we're called to influence and what we're called to accomplish and you know I my heart is that we just provide a, a, a podcast that really gets people to think about stepping into who they truly are mm-hmm. not what the world and not what the world says they are and and not what they were 
have been shaped to become, but what what God says, and yeah. and it's a pretty significant topic. So thanks for having me on podcast one hundred and seven. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, this is a topic we've been talking a lot about. So uh, whether you've been on the show or not, we've been talking about what shapes us. And I'm in the process of writing a book, and it's been a journey for me. And you've been helping me just uncover what this message is because I have so much and, and my passion is to mine the gold in people because we have not been taught what has been deposited in us by God. And I want to help people unlock their God-given potential so they can fulfill their calling and the destiny that He has for them, which is amazing. And we want to take people to a higher level of living. But we have to start with the right foundation because you and I are very passionate about you cannot build something upon the wrong foundation. If you have a faulty or a shaky foundation, it doesn't matter how many great tools, great things you have to build, it will come crumbling down if it's not on the right foundation. Well, we're always building something or, or, or tearing something down in our lives. Right, and um, you know, and everybody would, everybody aspires actually to to build a the life, a great life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the question is, what's great look like? And second of all, what 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 does that look like? And and you know, everybody has a different viewpoint or a different opinion of what their what their lives should look like. And and unfortunately, you know, when we're born, we're raised, and we grow up, we're shaped into what that should be. Right, we're shaped, we're conformed mm-hmm. um, through a number of things. First and foremost, through our our family, childhood, pa- childhood past family experiences, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and and it's significant. And second of all, then you move into more of a, a social, you know, the social surroundings, what shapes you, and then obviously the overall cu- cultural environment that shapes you, and you create an opinion of yourself and what your capabilities are, and. And then you try to build this life on it, but unfortunately, you know that's a that's a bad footing or about bad foundation. Okay, because it's based on what others think. It's based on the opinions of man. It's based on your shaping of your mindsets. It's shaping of your your belief system. You know, everybody wants to talk about mindsets, but I, I think a more significant impact in one's life in terms of how you build is what you, what do you believe? What do you truly believe mm-hmm. about yourself? What do you truly believe about yourself? What do you truly believe about, what do you believe about God? And it shapes you into making decisions to build upon or to break break down from. Mm-hmm. Footings in your foundations. If you're building a house, okay, you're going to have to do you're going to have to do some pretty tough stuff. You know, we've talked about clear, you have to clear the land. You have mm-hmm. to get all the bad soil out. You got to get all the all the bad things out. The roots. Uh, you have to get the roots. The, you have to clear the lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, if anybody knows, I've been in the construction business since I was about 16, so I can speak on it. Right. I'd love to speak on it. But the first order of business is to building a good life is to clear all the bad things out. Mm-hmm. Okay, number one. And then you go set a square and firm found a footing. Then on that footing, then you build the foundation. So mm-hmm. it's, there's, there's a process to it. But... You know, it goes back to the lot we want to build on. We're like build a house on. It's the lot you would put it on the soil. And um, you can go to Mark 4 and actually read about Mark 4 and the soil types. But the first thing you have to do is you have to root out all those erroneous, the lies, the shaping of, of, of what 
people have told you who you are, what you can accomplish, that's shaped you into living a life that's so subpar or well beyond what God had designed for you. And mm-hmm. and it's it's a hard process. It's one that most people don't want to do is get into the heart, the tough, hard issues of life, the words that were spoken over you that were negative, the mm-hmm. The mistakes, the, all those things that br- bring in guilt, shame, and condemnation that hold you back, that you believe. Not what's in your mind, but what's in your heart, what's in your belief system. Mm-hmm. And that's real critical to get to, to align your heart, align your belief systems according with God's opinion about you mm-hmm. and according to what God has designed for you. And, and it's a lot of hard work. Mm-hmm. Well, and knowing what Jesus has provided for you in his finished work on the cross in his death, burial, and resurrection. And so importantly, with the resurrection is we have the Holy Spirit now who is our helper, our teacher, our counselor, and will guide and lead us into all truth. But we have to know the truth. It says that when we continue in the truth, we will know the truth, and the truth will make us free. Well, who's the truth? I am the truth, the way, and the life, correct? And you have to know him. You just can't know about him. You really have to enter into some deep, to do that fine, to really get in and mind the, to to clear that lot, or to to take all these things out of your heart, the tears, let's say, Mm -hmm. of your heart, and the belief systems that are are holding you back. You have to know the truth, and that's Jesus, mm-hmm. okay? And that's and when you know the truth, and you and you actually have a relationship with the truth, then you then you're in a position to actually clear that land and put it a good footing, and to start building a, a positive and 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 actually impactful life for both yourself and the others that you're called to influence. Right, and that's where you had talked about the mindset, the heart set versus the mindset, because so often we're focused on the mindset. Yes, everything starts with a thought. That thought produces an emotion. That emotion then produces an imagination. And the more we think about it, which is meditation, the more we ponder it and roll it around in our mind and our thoughts and create that emotional attachment to it, it will then sink down into our heart to become a belief in which we continually act upon and live on. And so we've got to look at what do we truly believe? And how we come up with that is through so much of it is what we learned as a child, and like you said, what culture has done, what religion or faith has taught you, which not necessarily is according to what Jesus has taught. And we've seen this a lot where people might have head knowledge of Bible verses, but they don't understand what Jesus has done in his death, burial, and resurrection for them, that it's by grace that we are saved through faith, and it's the faith we have that Jesus has given us. It's not even our faith. It's the faith he's given us, but it takes our will and determination to renew our mind, to reprogram the way we think according to what he says and his ways so we can walk that out. Well, that's the boilerplate of that is you have to know the truth. Mm -hmm. If you know the truth, it'll do what? It'll set you. And you continue in the truth, it'll set you free. Right. Okay, it's in that freedom is where you're – and I don't want to get caught up in like these freedom ministries and all that or talk about that. But you just really have to know him and his character. Mm -hmm. And when you know that, then you develop a trust level to actually get his opinion on yourself. And then once you know that, then you can actually move from a heart and, and reestablish your belief system according with God's beliefs and according to what God says. Once you establish your your heart 
your belief system in accordance with what God says, then you can start shaping your thoughts. And your thoughts will lie to you. Even though you've gone through all this, your, the thoughts will have a tendency because it's of carnal, it's of flesh, of take you back or what ifs or put fear in there. It's when you have established a belief system upon the word of God is now you can take control of your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, now it's now it's about the mind, the way you think, and being able to rightly divide your own thought life according with God's opinion. And I think that's the biggest struggle. If you don't have the heart bleeds established on what God says, mm-hmm. then you're never going to be able to rightly divide your own thought life, and you're going to believe things. You're going to doubt, doubt and unbelief. Correct? Mm-hmm. What did what what did what did Jesus chastise his disciples for? Mm-hmm. Doubt and unbelief. Correct. I mean, he didn't come after him for anything except for, <laughs> and he got frustrated with it mm-hmm. because he could. They seen his works. They seen his love. They seen his compassion. They seen everything that he represented. He he came to demonstrate the works of the Father, or came to to show the works of the Father, the heart of the Father, really, not just the works, but the heart of the Father. Right. And then they still always had doubt and unbelief. He always corrected him for it. Corrected him for those two things. So it really gets down to establishing your heart and belief system before you can tackle your thought life. Mm-hmm. So how does that do that? I've had people say, Lord, I don't know how to establish my heart in God's truth. Well, you have to meditate on God's word. You have to meditate on what he says, not what other people think. You have to you have to really get in and do some some meditation on God's word and you have to it really gets down to your prayer life and your meditation life on who he is and let, let the Holy Spirit speak to you and 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 there's and and really spend that time. Mm-hmm. Really spend that that time to to hear his heart toward you. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can go through the whole go through the Bible and and God will talk to you about your who you truly are. Because, you know, if you actually look at all the people that serve God in the Bible, he always approached them on who they were in him. Mm-hmm. In his opinion of them, mm-hmm. he never focused on them based on mistakes made. Right, never did. Right, he didn't. You know, he didn't. Except for maybe the the, the religious minded. Sure, he went after them pretty strong. Right, but for the common, let's take Gideon for example. Mm-hmm. And when he showed up to Gideon and made, you know, Gideon had an encounter, and Gideon says, "Hey, mighty man of God." And, Gideon's sitting there going, who are you talking to? Looking around for someone else, right? <laughs> right. Mighty and then look at Peter, you know. Peter, he, you know, Jesus does the miracle with the fish, and Peter jumps down, bows before him, and says, get away from me, Lord, I'm not worthy. Well, Jesus isn't, this is even before he's even saved, or before he even knows him. Right. Peter's looking at himself through his shaping, Right? Mm -hmm. Peter is looking at the Lord through who culture said he was. He's looking at, Peter's looking at himself through what his family said he was. Mm -hmm. Jesus is looking at what who he truly is will become and and who he, what's in him. Because God, you said it earlier in this podcast, what God has deposited in you. So Jesus approached Peter even before the ministry of how he saw him, how he was made, what he was going to accomplish, and what what he deposited him. Likewise, same with us. Mm-hmm. We're, we're mighty people of God. Um, we All too often, we shrink down and bow and, Lord, get away from me because I'm not worthy. Well, you could just take that and put that on the sideline. Because if you're a believer and you're a Christian, you're worthy. Right. And, in, and in, Dan, you know, in Daniel 11.32, it says, you know, the people that know my God will be are strong and will do great exploits. Well, you got to know God. Yeah. And you got to know what he says about you. 
And you have to develop that and establish that in your heart. And that is so important. And a lot of times we we can read a scripture, you had said worthy, and that's a big thing, especially with women that I get a lot of, and especially over the last 20 years, people will say, well, Lori, I'm not worthy. Well, in and of yourself, you're not. But if you've accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, He's made you worthy, and you now have the Holy Spirit living inside you to do what Jesus said you could do, that said greater works will we do because He's gone to the Father and He's given us the Holy Spirit, and collectively, we'll do greater works. And so that is normal Christianity, is to be empowered by the Holy Spirit to operate in God's grace, His enablement, His powerment, to do what we can't do in our normal, natural self. And that is so important that we know this, and we've got to know what has been given to us. You know, I I just, you know, I put a little uh, scripture behind what I'm talking about in terms of um, the heart belief versus just your mindsets, because everybody wants to focus on mindsets. And that's a good thing, don't get me wrong. But the core of your being and how you operate is your belief system of your heart. Your heart is really your belief system. As a man thinketh in his what? Heart. doesn't say mind, does it? No. No, it says heart. It's what you, the core of what you believe is, 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 is your heart. And um, if you go to Mark eleven twenty three, it's really important. And um, a lot of people just slide right over the scripture because they don't, they don't believe it, frankly. And mm-hmm. they think, oh, that was great for these guys. But I, I don't know if it's possible for me. It is possible if you're a believer. It says here, truly I say to you, Jesus is talking actually, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and here it is, and does not doubt in his heart, heart right? But believes what that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Okay, so that right there establishes the fact that it's not a mindset, it's actually a heart belief that establishes it. And it's by the guy who created you, actually. So take his, he's pretty good, you know, trust him. His, his word is good. So what's the mountain? could be anything, really. But I'd say most of that mountain and where we struggle with the mountain of your thoughts and the mountain of your of your identity and the mountain, the mountains of guilt that come that obstruct you from guilt, shame, condemnation, and unworthiness. That is a mountain you can apply this to. So what I'm saying, what am I saying here? Work on your heart system, work on your belief system, and speak to those things that hold you back. Give, give use your words, use your heart, and speak to the things. And we talk about early in the podcast. You said to give you some fundamental things to get you going. Using your words to speak against the obstacles in your in your mind are the number one thing you can do to get your life back on track and get going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing is is have have discipline to do it, have courage to do it, have and and and, and don't give up. And just do not give up. And that's one of the things I love about the heroes of, heroes of the Bible uh, in Hebrews is they just never gave up. Mm-hmm. Even when doubt, shame, condemnation, all the things that the shaping of the world tries to throw back on those guy, those people, they stood up and they spoke it and they believed it in their heart and they carried through and they fulfilled what the God has called them to do. Even And it's pretty impressive. So that's one of those things that I just want to encourage the listener 
said, establish your heart in righteousness, establish your heart in truth, and use your words to speak against the mountain of doubt, guilt, shame, condemnation, and unbelief. Mm-hmm. And that's a practical thing to do. Start controlling. Don't let your thoughts control you. Allow your belief system in your heart to control them. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, it's it's becoming self-aware and then recognizing, okay, what thought am I thinking that is causing me to speak a narrative and that is not in agreement with what God says. And I always ask someone, well, who told you that? And it goes back to Genesis 3 in the Garden of Eden when the enemy, Satan, is in the form of a snake and he basically is lying to Eve and getting her to um, partake of the forbidden fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which I call human reasoning. And who told you? So who told you you weren't good enough? You know, for me, writing this book, I've had to really overcome limiting beliefs of myself as a writer. I was never a talented writer. And I had a teacher in high school in AP English compare me to my cousin, who is a year older than me. And my cousin is a gifted writer. And my AP English teacher compared me to my cousin, and it just shut me down. And so I formed a negative belief that I was not a good writer. And that has prohibited me from writing for all these years. Now, I didn't recognize that as like, oh, that's a limiting belief. It wasn't until prayer and recognizing why do I self-sabotage when it comes to writing? And that's what I had to look at and repent of it. So I had to break that negative agreement that I had with myself. And I had to renounce it, and I had to repent. I had to say, God, I recognize that this is a limiting belief. This is not an agreement with what your truth is. So I break that negative agreement, and I spoke forth God's truth. God, you have created me. I am unique, and you have given me the gift to be able to communicate, and so I partner with your truth, that your word says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And God, if you're calling me to write, then I will be able to do that because your Holy Spirit is enabling me. Your grace is enabling me to do that. And I have an episode number 74 where I teach you how to break off negative agreements, uh, replace the lies that you have about yourself, and there's a prayer that you can get for renewal and healing. So you can go grab that episode number 74, which is called Replacing Lies and Breaking Negative Agreements, and you can find that at lauriecasnider.com forward slash replacing lies and breaking negative agreements. Fred, what would you like to say then to anyone that is saying, you know, I recognize I've got some limiting beliefs that are holding me back from my childhood, what would you say as encouragement for them? You know, if you're, if you're going to take that step and say you want to do, there's more to life and you want to, and you want to engage and find out what that is, there's, there's hope and, and, and there's, there's a way forward and you have a lot of cheerleaders, you have a lot of people and nobody's going to support you more than God himself. Because he wants, you know, it says, you know, about what grieves the Holy Spirit and, you know, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. And everybody thinks that all their bad, it's all their wrong, all the sins, sins that and- they do. And, and Well, wait a minute. First of all, let's think about that, for example. And I'm going to cut to the chase here in a second. But if God took away the sins of the world, he's not really focused on your sins. 
Right, okay. through Jesus. Sorry, covered through Jesus. Jesus. All right, yeah. you're saved. He's not keeping a record of those. Those are right. done. Right. He forgot about those. What grieves the Holy Spirit is he wants you to step into your true self. What grieves okay. him, I think, is he puts all these things out in front of you. He's trying to communicate to you through circumstance people in your own heart. And in, in, in in what grieves him is you allow doubt and unbelief, guilt, shame, and condemnation to block that to block that progress. Mm-hmm. And because he's got so much for you to discover, he wants to. It's like every day is a Christmas for for the Holy Spirit. He's got all these gifts for you. He's got all these things and his adventures and and discovery of who he is and who you are in him and what you can accomplish to benefit yourself and others. And he's got all these wonderful faith adventures for you. But yet we refuse to do it. We refuse to accept the gift. We refuse to to to. To, to give acknowledge the gift and refuse to pick it up and open it up and step into it. And I think that's what grieves the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Well, Romans 8, 1 says that there's now, therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Right. And so God's made you worthy through Jesus Christ. He doesn't look at your sin. He's forgotten that as far as the East is from the West because of the blood of Jesus. But the key is he's given us the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, he's. I, and just and, and my conclusion is, if if you're if you're out here and you're walking and you're breathing, and you're engaged with other people, and you're on, still walking on the face, there's there's so much more for you to do. And you just you're just gonna have to make a, you know, it says you have to gird up the loins of your 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 heart or your mind, and mm-hmm. and you just have to step into it. And small steps, you know, don't expect to, right? You know, it's just a series mm-hmm. of small steps, but establish your heart in truth. Yeah. One. And therefore, allow your heart that it's established in truth to basically control your thought life, and right. let, allow, instead of allowing your emotions and thought life to control your heart. Right. And that is the step in the right direction. And like you've always said, have a yes in your heart to God because He's good, and Very. He only gives you good gifts, and Amen. He only has the best for you. Would you just pray for our listeners, Fred, just to help them? step into truly who God has created them to be. Yeah, Father, I just thank you for the gift of Jesus and the gift of the Holy Spirit that you said would never leave us nor forsake us, no matter no matter how wayward or just how callous or just how how separated we are just in our thoughts and our beliefs. So Father, I just pray that the walls, the walls of separation, the 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 barriers that we build the, you know the wall of the barriers of separation between us and God that we create, not the Lord that we create, would be brought down. That we would, we would, we would. I pray for the listeners that the eyes of their understanding would be open. I pray that they would have ears to hear. That the truth would be established in their heart. That they would awaken to righteousness and do great and mighty things. And and I just pray that. It, it can be a difficult journey, but the, the, I pray for these people to have the courage to, to mine the clear of the land, to get rid of the erroneous belief, the thoughts, to 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 break out and, and to remove those those roots that that establish them in 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 a, in a an unfulfilled life that they would be removed. Father, I just pray that they would move into just great and mighty things, that their joy would be full. I pray that their relationship with you would be strengthened, that their that their their hearts would be established, and and then that most most importantly, that the effect they have of influencing culture for the cause of Christ would reign throughout eternity. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thanks, Fred. And if you have any questions regarding what we've shared or have prayer requests. 
feel free to email me at lori at lorikaysnyder.com or reach out to me on social media, Facebook or Instagram at Lori K. Snyder, and that's L-O-R-I-K-A-Y Snyder, S-N-Y-D-E-R. I would love to hear from you and pray for you. Until next time, you were created to thrive. God bless.